Nice to be with everybody. Welcome to Creekside Online. And uh, this is a very unique week. Um, we're not meeting physically. We've had an outbreak of COVID, including myself. So um, we're not doing our physical gathering. And so this is gonna have to do. And um, there's just a lot going on in our communities and me and Joe were talking and we just thought for this this church service at home, wherever you guys are at, um, if we could um, just focus our hearts back on the center of Jesus's message, especially going into big week in the in the nation, big week, um, you know, just with people being sick, and we just need to, I just. You know, for me personally, I just want to remember what to focus on. So that's what today will be. So just as we start, I'll start with some prayer. Joe's going to lead us in some worship. And we're at the home. we got the babies. So, you know, if they start crying, it's the real deal. Sorry about that. But it's a beautiful thing to have a baby in the house. Amen. Right, let's pray together. God, thank you for today. Just invite your spirit into our house right now. Fill us with your words. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your heart. Give us your eyes to see. Thank you for everybody joining us, whether it's people you know, on the other side of the country, just thinking about family in Florida, or you know, friends in Hawaii, or just people in the community. All of us, we're, we're coming together right now, God, laying down our burdens at your feet. And just thank you that your presence is always available for us. And we're here to meet with you. We say this in Jesus' name.
is what our hearts long for to be overcome by your presence lord your presence going to read the just the verse um, that kind of captures this message today and it's from John 14 verse 23 and it says uh, Jesus replied anyone who loves me will obey my teaching my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them and this is in the middle of Jesus' teaching where he's, he's talking to us about um, where, where to find God and what God's like. And he talks about how he's giving us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a guide and it's, a, it's our comfort and it's our teacher and it's our source of strength. And... Jesus wants to wake us up to this reality and he says that even it's better that he goes away because we're going to stop, you know, the people at the time are going to stop relying on needing to be next to him and they're going to realize they can go straight to God at any time. And Jesus is bringing us into a bigger revelation. And just with everything going on in our community and stories I'm hearing, you know, this is a, I think this is a tough time. You know, for families, for, um, you know, it just seems like there's a lot of disagreements, whether it's, you know, between parents and kids or just families in the community or even on our nation at large. It's just there's always offense and disagreements going on. And I feel like God gave me a word that just brings an anchor for us during this time. And... Um, it's rooted in two passages or two kind of stories in the New Testament and then one story in the Old Testament. And um, just during this time as I'm sharing, Joe's just going to keep playing music. I want it to be reflective. It's not, I'm not bringing some genius new idea. I just want to create some space and um, speak words that you know, I felt like God was saying to me personally this week. And then just as I was preparing a message for our community, I just felt like God was telling me, say the same thing I gave you. And so I'll just, I'll just be passing it on. Um, but the title is, it's called A Place to Land. And um, all throughout the the New Testament, we keep seeing how the Holy Spirit is always looking for a place to land. And it's it's an amazing spiritual reality, but kind of in storytelling, it's it's hard for them to capture it. So they, they kind of, they use symbols to talk about the Holy Spirit. So the first time we see it is when, you know, Jesus gets baptized 
and it says that when he came up out of the water, um, that's when, you know, it says that the Holy Spirit descended on him and rested on him like a dove. And so that's our first image of seeing how, you know, this God the Spirit looking for a place to land, and he finds his man, and he lands on Christ. And from that moment on, Jesus has a source to draw from. He has a guide. He has strength. He has comfort. He has wisdom. He has knowledge. And he moves in the power of the Holy Spirit and changes the world. Moving forward, you know, to Acts after Jesus dies, this is now opening up to more people. Except this time, it's kind of a different image. And it, it talks about how the Spirit was was in a room with people and then it descended on this group of people in Acts chapter 2 this is Pentecost when it it says like like a tongues of fire the spirit descended and rested on the people and um, as I look around our community I just and what I felt God saying to me this week is is that he wants to land in my life and um, I was reading this story in Genesis about Noah and the flood and I'm just gonna read it but it's this verse where as I was, I was reading along but as soon as I hit this verse I couldn't keep going and I just felt it pierce my heart and um, the reason I was reading in, in this chapter in Genesis is because I was looking throughout the Bible for where it talks about a dove and um, the Jewish culture was so rich in storytelling. If there's ever a symbol, you want to follow it through the whole book so you can understand the meaning, you know, and um, this is just kind of a good principle with Bible study, is if, is if you see an image like the spirit descends like a dove, why would they use a dove to resemble that? And in Jewish culture, that means something. They could have chosen anything, but because of what the dove meant, already just let me give you a quick example it's like one powerful symbol at the time is you know when, when somebody really wanted to change their life and turn a new direction they would get baptized and essentially that all that is is dunking somebody in water you know they'd go down to the river go in the water and come out and walk away Woo you know changed man but it's like why was that powerful and if you go back in their story you see that at the very beginning, the nation of Israel, they were enslaved. Then when they passed through the waters, when they passed through the Red Sea, they came out the other side free. And so throughout the Bible, baptism and passing through water is a symbol of slavery to freedom. So in the same way, I was looking at a dove and I found this, this image of the dove in, in the story of, of Noah and the flood. And I think this, this gives such meaning to why the dove is a powerful symbol. So, um, and then after we just see this, um, this verse in Genesis 8, I just think there's some powerful applications for us. So I'm just, just, gonna, I'm just gonna read the verse. And it says, um, chapter 8 verse 1 it says but God remembered Noah and all the animals and livestock and he sent a wind over the earth 
and the waters receded. Um, skipping forward to verse 8. He also, talking about Noah, released a dove, and here's our image, to see if the water had receded and could find dry ground. And it says, But the dove could find no place to land, because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat. Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. So verse 9, when it says, The dove could find no place to land, that's where I just, I felt, you know, God just stopped me in my reading. And I feel like what God's just saying to us this week, maybe in this time of worship, we can just search our hearts and ask, like, God, am I a place where you can land? You know, the dove couldn't find a place to land, so it just it kept circling and went back. And I just feel like God, during these times, you know, we got COVID going on. We have, you know, all the politics stuff going on. And, you know, everybody has their theories about, you know, what's going to be a dangerous future or what's going to be a good future. And there's all these theories and all this stuff. And I, I read in this article this week, and this is just where it gets real. I'm just going to read straight up this quote. Um, this is from a very conservative pastor, but he said, um, over the last 72 hours, this is this last week, I've received multiple death threats and thousands upon thousands of emails from Christians saying the nastiest and most vulgar things I've ever heard toward my family and ministry. I've been labeled a coward, a sellout, a traitor to the Holy Spirit and cussed out at least 500 times. And this is, this is a conservative radio preacher who's been faithful in ministry for probably 30 years. And he says right now, Christians are the ones who are saying the nastiest stuff and coming at him. And, and he said this, he said, There's strife within every family almost and with every congregation. It may take generations to recover. So this is what I just feel like the Holy Spirit is saying for our community is we got to come back to the center of what what it means to be a Christian because we can get really off you know if we're so focused on a certain outcome or our own personal cause or a national cause that we're cussing out pastors you know like death threats cussing out you know parents being ripped away from relationships they've built with their kids for decades and right now it's all splitting and we're justifying it in the name of our religion and in the name of our convictions but what what I hear God saying to us is um, Colossians 3:12, and it just says as God's chosen people dearly beloved Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with, e bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. And I just... And I let the peace of Christ land 
you know, land on us. Let the dove land on our life. You know, and we don't know, you know, like, just like in Noah's time, we don't know when this flood is going to recede. And we don't know when um, these conflicts are going to resolve. And we don't even know which, which outcome or which choice to make all the time. But what we do know is that we're made to be a landing place for the spirit of peace and gentleness and kindness and perseverance, you know, and love. That's what we're made. We're not made. Our mission isn't to speculate about all these things and let all this poison and toxin come out. And just we're made to be a landing place for the Holy Spirit. That's what we're made for. And I just see the dove just circling over, circling over your home, circling over you right now, just looking for a place to land, you know, where peace can land, where compassion can land and understanding and depth and forgiveness, you know, just like Jesus, where he looked out at his betrayers on the cross and cried out from his heart and just said, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You know, and Jesus took it upon himself to be full of the Holy Spirit and he was going to live his life full of the Spirit. You know, he wasn't going to compromise. And it's, it's by the Spirit that, you know, in Isaiah it says, every mountain will be made low, every valley will rise up, you know, the way will become straight. You know, whatever you're going through in your life right now, the solution isn't to be smarter or to debate or to convince. It's to allow the Holy Spirit to land in your heart with peace and patience, and that's gonna guide you through everything. So I'm, you know, we don't know when we're gonna come back to physical gathering. You know, we don't, um, you know, there's, there's people sick, there's, um, you know, a lot of unknowns, a lot of disagreements, and we just want to pray together today, just from our living rooms with you guys, you know, in worship, and just ask God to come back. You know, I don't want to walk around in bitterness anymore. You know, I don't want to walk around with anger. I want to feel the presence of God again. God, would, would you just remind us fresh who we are, how we're supposed to move, just fly over our communities, fly over our families, no matter what happens this week with the nation, that there would be one focus for us that we could walk in step with you that your Holy Spirit would just rest on us and that we would be a landing place that you wouldn't have to keep flying past us but our hearts are ready for you God our hearts are open God forgive me for my my arrogance forgive me for my bitterness forgive me for losing my focus and and just as we worship just for this small moment, would you just fill us fresh 
with your spirit and make your home in us. 